Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. When I created this podcast, I wanted to create something for you that invited you into my life. I didn't just want to talk to like famous people and have like funny conversations and you just kind of be entertained. I wanted you to feel like every episode was an invitation to go deeper into my life and your life. And I have built it out in a way that has thoughtful people I love in it um, from so many different sectors of my life. And so this episode is really important because Sophie is my little. And we, we went to college together. We were in the same sorority, though we both are very not sorority girls um, now. But hey, that's how life goes, right? And it just we would have never expected it, but we both have now ended up becoming entrepreneurs. And if you had told, you know, freshman, sophomore year us this, we would have been so confused, probably in denial, but that's how it goes, right? And so we dive into this conversation um, with Sophie Silcox, who is a first time business owner in a pandemic. How can you redefine your relationship with success in a time where success feels so far away. And I know that identifies with you and so many people around the world because embracing your insecurity to make them your strengths is a very foreign concept. So uh, Sophie has opened up or is in the process still of opening up a incredible place in Asheville, North Carolina called Down Dog. And it's a dog bar and a yoga studio in one. In the start of 2020, she quit her steady job to follow her dream. And from there, when the pandemic hit, she was left to navigate a very new terrain with the rest of the world with monthly rent, a non-open business, and a lot of just turmoil to work through. And she does it with so much grace. So I'm really excited for this episode. I can't wait for you to love her like I do and to grow with her like I am. And with that being said, Sophie Silcox, everyone. Hello and welcome to the Ride Up Your Alley podcast. I'm already laughing. You guys are going to absolutely love today's guest. Sophie, thank you for being here. I cannot wait to talk. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. I feel like sophomore and freshman 
you're in college us would be like squirming in your car right now knowing that we're having this conversation and it just gives me a lot of satisfaction as a 26 year old (laughs) we've come a long way (laughs) we surely have so first like i said thank you for being here and i just can't wait to dive into your story and tell them just what you're doing because you're such a boss sophie and you are boss but you have no idea you're like one of those people that walks around and you're like oh yeah i'm doing this thing and everyone's like what so we're gonna get right into it first and foremost what is your background in what are you doing right now and who is sophie silcox Yeah, so my background is in, I guess you could say, art. My major was arts administration, so basically a nonprofit management degree from the University of Kentucky. Go Cats! And so for the past two and a half years, I worked for small and large nonprofits doing fundraising and development. So anywhere from fundraising for programs or outreach and education, whatever that looked like. And I've had a major pivot, I guess you could say. And now I am opening a a business in Asheville, North Carolina. It's called Down Dog. And it is a hot yoga studio and an off-leash dog bar serving beer and wine where the dogs can run free off-leash. So a little bit of a dual purpose building and business. But yeah, so totally not what I got my degree in (laughs) or what I ever thought I would be doing. That is really how it goes. I do want to address that. And I'm sure anyone listening is probably like, yep, except for a lawyer or a doctor. I feel like you guys really stay in your own lane. But everyone else, (laughs) we're all just out here. I loved the degree you got. You were always so passionate about it. And you had some really cool jobs. After school in Lexington, Kentucky, you went to Charlotte, bought a house, and created a really beautiful life. And now, the cool part is that you are saying yes to your dream. You are, you know, letting go of all of that. You left your job, you sold your house, and you are relocating in Asheville to like make this thing happen. You are doing the dang thing. How does that feel? It was really scary. It's still really scary. I mean, I'm opening a business during a pandemic, which was not part of the plan. But yeah, I mean, it was just something that kind of evolved about a year ago, I guess. It was just an idea that I had that just kept manifesting. And it was just like eating at me. And I knew it was a good idea. And somebody was going to do it. And I wanted it to be me. My sister and I are doing it together. So we wanted it to be us. And it was just something that was like always in the back of my mind as I sat at my desk at my nine to five and started to be less and less productive there because I was just always dreaming about this. But it was hard. I mean, I had a really awesome life in Charlotte and really great friends and a great home and community. And it was safe. I had a salary and benefits and in a cushy life. (laughs) But I just had bigger dreams. And it was scary because it didn't relate to what I had gone to school for. And it wasn't like the path that I saw for myself. So that was really hard to to just move away from that and to decide that I didn't have to keep going on that path. (laughs) Like success is whatever I want it to look like. It doesn't have to be this exact framework that I had in my head since I was little. So, um, and both my parents were entrepreneurs and had their own businesses. So I don't know why that was never in my mind that that I could do that too, because I grew up with that. But finally releasing that idea for myself and and just deciding to go for it was scary, but it's definitely been worth it. I'm really happy as 
stressed and scared as I am. I'm also really happy. Yeah. It's interesting you talking about you, you really covered two things that are very key for anyone that is an entrepreneur who is a dreamer who is a creative who is feeling that call or that craving for something more really you have to understand like, oh, there are different paths than the one that has been like pounded into my head, right. And I think it's totally fine. And it's beautiful that we have a curriculum and an education and a path that we all go through. And I think there's so much preparation and goodness that comes from that. But deviating from that that beaten path is freaking scary. And it's never an option. That's not what's on the syllabi in, you know, university. That's not what makes sense and, and looks really sexy on a, you know, resume. That's not something that we always have clearance to dream in. So that like understanding too of like, this is good and this is cushy, but success is something that I can define for myself mm-hmm. is so empowering and powerful. And I think that's really like that last step before you can jump of being like, oh, I decide. And being able to take that power, it removes the ceiling like if you keep deciding to be successful and you keep not giving up then you can go above and beyond but it's doing what people won't so that you can do what people can't and understanding that come up takes time and energy and effort and feeling scared and telling yourself that you're ready even though you might not feel like you are you know Definitely. (laughs) So from there, I want to know the facets. I know you talked about the business. So Down Dog, such a beautiful brand and name as a marketer. The first time I heard it, I was like, you're a genius. Like that's so smart. And I, you know, have visited the building. I'm so proud of you. It's going to be incredible. What are you most excited for in it? You know, a yoga studio, a hot yoga studio, like you're doing it. It is so beautiful. And then that dog bar, what are you like so pumped to just walk into on your first day? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we're building a community more than anything. And that's something that I kind of I think that is needed. Asheville is such a beautiful city. And it's such a beer town and a yoga town and a dog town. But combining all of those things together to give people a place to find their center and find their grounding and get their workout on and uh, find peace within themselves and then go around the corner to the back and join friends in the bar and bring their, you know, furry friends along with them to grab a beer and connect with like-minded people that enjoy the same things and just really build community in one single space is really what I'm excited for. I mean, it's something so unique and I know the community is really excited for it here and it's just going to be a place for connection and friendship and meeting new people and just combining everything that everyone loves. So, I mean, it kind of probably sounds like the whole concept probably sounds a little, like a little wacky, um, (laughs) but it's so Asheville, (laughs) if you're familiar with Asheville. But I mean, this concept could work anywhere, but it's it's three things that are very prevalent here. Absolutely. Everyone that says that when I explain what it is, who know North Carolina, who know Asheville, they're like, oh, what a target market for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, dog bars are popping up in all major cities, places where you can drink, where your dog can just run free and hang out and basically a dog park with beer. And they're everywhere, but there isn't one here. So it's been needed for a couple years and people have been really wanting one. So that's really what made me like jump in head first and just go for it because I knew I knew people were talking and there it was going to happen. And I was going to be really mad if we didn't do it. 
Totally. Well, I'm glad that you guys are. I can't wait to go. I want a dog so badly. Mm-hmm. And until I get one, that's where I'm going to pet everyone else's dog. So that's going to be uh, very, <laughs> exactly, very <laughs> satisfying. What then is your recipe for success? I know that you're just getting started and you've mentioned the fact that you are literally creating something from the ground up. You are investing your time, your effort, your whole life, moving everything into the city and it hasn't even happened yet. You know, we're in a pandemic. How are you committing to the success? How are you like keeping your eyes on that vision in this time? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't feel super successful right now, but I think being able to let go of expectations. We had a a very clear trajectory, like we were supposed to open, we started this whole process, signed our lease in January, we were supposed to start building out in February, we were supposed to open in May, we were supposed to have so many members by August, (laughs) like I had this whole plan. And obviously, I mean, we're not open yet, things got really delayed global pandemic happened. So I had to throw away all of my expectations, all my revenue goals, because I we don't know if we'll be able to open this studio side at the same time as the bar we will probably stagger things now. So like just all of our goals, all of our expectations have totally changed. We're potentially changing a little bit of our model, we might add food, we weren't planning on doing food, like there's so many things that we are having to change. But in the beginning, when coronavirus got really scary and really, you know, started to affect businesses and the shutdown and everything, I was like, okay, well, like my plan can't happen. So like, we should just get out of our lease and just (laughs) be done. But I think, obviously, I'm still in it. So just being able to slowly one day at a time start to let go of those expectations and also I am a huge under functioner when I'm in stress <laughs> I don't know if you listen to Brene Brown but she has there's over functioners or under functioners in times of stress and if you're overloaded and you're really stressed you either over function and like micromanage and get a ton done just because that's how you go through it or you under function and you like get in bed and pull the covers up <laughs> and I'm an underfunctioner. Like, <laughs> so 100% an underfunctioner. Like I'm like, Oh, I have 75 things to do. I'm not going to do any of them. I'm going to go to sleep and, <laughs> and like maybe try again tomorrow. <laughs> and um, it's terrible. I hate it so much. I wish I was an overfunctioner because I would get a lot done. I'm also someone that equates their self-worth and success to productivity and checking things off. So I've had to, I think my, (laughs) my idea of success right now is just getting up every day and doing one thing Mm -hmm. that can help me move forward. What I mean, that could be sending an email, like sending an email to maybe do a collaboration with another business in town. Like that's one thing that I know will help us get to the next step. And so letting go of the need and the feeling that I need to have 17 things on my to-do list and check every one of them off every day, it's just not realistic, probably ever, but especially right now when we're just kind of in a waiting period, just seeing what phase North Carolina is going to be in, in terms of COVID and where construction is going to be. And there's just, there's no set timeline. And so we just really can't have any expectations, but that's been really, really hard for me. But yeah, I would say just, just doing one thing. 
one thing a day, no matter how small it might seem to me, it's one thing that's moving me closer to my goal. Yeah, absolutely. I, you just shared so much great wisdom in that, honestly. And I want to address like two parts of that part two. One, you're learning this. And I think, again, if you're a dreamer, you're a creator, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you realize very quickly that this is one of the greatest mirrors you will have ever have in your life. This is going to make you face the parts of yourself that you love and celebrate and the parts of yourself that you might have hated and pushed down and avoided in your life. And it is the stress, it's the situation, it's the elevation that comes with deciding to go for it and deciding to be ready and deciding to you know create your own success that puts you right in front of all of it and realize, holy crap, this is hard. This is painful. Maybe I'm an overfunctioner. Maybe I'm an underfunctioner. I'm an overfunctioner and I was like throwing up all weekend because I pushed myself so hard that I literally like died, <laughs> you know? And and it's really cool until you're shut down for a week, right? And either way, it's it's not healthy. And I think people, it, whether you're a business owner or not, you're, you know, doing and, and going or not, you can sit there and actually look at the patterns of your life and, and start to realize and see yourself for the way that you show up and, and gain like awareness. And I actually think that's one of the most successful things that being an entrepreneur has ever done to me. Because now that I understand how I show up, and now that you understand how you show up, and whoever is listening is understanding that you can harvest that you can actually like start to self soothe and take care of yourself in the ways that you need to and be proactive, because that's actually bleeding into other parts of your life. Like, what if we had been moms, you know, like, and not had these businesses and creations that had allowed us to realize how we showed up what if you know something horrible happened in your family and you just shut down your kids don't understand that and if you don't understand yourself like what can you do right and I think that's actually reality for a lot of people so instead of understanding you know like oh I'm successful when I make this much money or I'm successful when my business gets this much clout or I get published in this or x y and z understanding too that in the journey and in like the doing it and the understanding and feeling that really uncomfortable stuff you're actually like doing a favor to your future self and your future family and your future kids like it's so cool yeah absolutely it's definitely I mean this has been the biggest learning experience not just of you know the industry and what I'm doing but for of myself that I could have ever gone through I mean I didn't learn this in college I didn't learn this in therapy I mean I've been in therapy for three years and it's stuff that you just you wouldn't learn it's exactly what you said it's a mirror and I'm definitely learning how I how I manage stress how I perform and how I communicate with others and that's the cool part too, because I used to equate my worth, and I think a lot of women do this. We, we, whatever we accomplish, the boxes we check off, the thing we get, the thing we wear, the guy we date, whatever that is, that equals like, oh yeah, look how worthy I am. We're saying that to ourselves. And these are the situations where you're like, wow, I kind of like that, that blew up today, but I still am worthy, but I still am enough, but I still am on the right track, but I still am like, I'm still Sophie Silcox and like, that's a big deal, right? It's really cool to, from the outside to grow through life with you and see you just really blossom through this. Cause I know it's in the moments where we're on the phone crying that we're actually both like becoming the women we always wanted to be. It's pretty cool. Okay. Well from there, how do you stay consistent? One of, one of my favorite questions, I always bring this up pretty hard to stay consistent when there's a global pandemic, but how are you doing it? 
<laughs> I am not consistent. Um, I mean, I'd say I am more so the last month or two. I mean, in we like we launched our social media and like announced that we were coming to town in January. And so I was like pretty pumped up about that and was doing social media stuff and just kind of like researching everything. Cause I, when I decided I was ready to do this business, I just jumped in. <laughs> so like I did my research after, I mean, I did enough research to know that I wanted to do it, but like, I've never managed a bar before. I, <laughs> there's things, uh, really big things uh, that are a part of our business that I have never done before. So there was a lot of research that needed to happen like after we were like 100% in, which is probably not like the most conventional way to do things, but everyone, That's how it goes. It. Yeah, That's like, <laughs> everyone does it their own way. But I was pretty consistent then. And then, I mean, COVID hit and, and then I, un I went under the covers for like, two three months just like the rest of america and the world so we're gonna yeah. give you some grace I know. I need to, yeah give myself some slack but yeah so march through april I, I didn't do anything for the business to be completely honest i didn't know what to do and i just i just ignored a lot of things and just pretended like it wasn't happening there also wasn't a ton for me to do i mean construction totally stopped there was no way that we could open anyway like i'm at half a fitness studio and half a bar so both of those things until two weeks ago weren't even open in Asheville. So there was nothing that I really could do to push it forward and move, move the needle, needle forward. But now to stay consistent, I'm just, I'm setting like little tiny goals for us, for both sides of the business, like creating partnerships and some pop-up classes for like every weekend in October, something small that we can do to just keep our presence out there and like keep momentum going and excitement so that when our doors open whenever that might be hopefully November we have no idea that there are people that know about us because we stay consistent so kind of goes back to that like just setting one thing a day to do honestly just knowing that I'm doing something I'm talking to people in the community I'm meeting with other business owners even if they can't do anything to help me or I can't do anything to help them just like being in partnership and like conversation with people that are going through the same thing has been really really helpful to keep me motivated and then just feel like I'm building a sense of community here. So that's been really, really helpful. It's yeah, it's really hard to stay consistent right now, yeah. uh, especially when you're building a brick and mortar right now. Like I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I, we just can't do right now because our business is supposed to be in person. And I think I've been so excited for this episode and really the reason I wanted you to come on, well, because I, I love you and I love what you're building and I believe in it, one, but then two, you have been so real about it, you know, and I think there have been times in COVID when I have, it's almost been a toxic trait of mine, but I'm like, I'm still going to build, but we're in a different mm -hmm. world. And you have to learn how to rest and feel your feelings and like scope the landscape out and let it be real instead of quit. Because mm -hmm. I think if you're just charging, charging, charging in this crazy unknown and or unknown in this huge new layer of mm -hmm. life, like there are a lot of people who are burning out in the atmosphere. And it's been really cool to see you as a fellow business owner because you're actually so much more consistent than you're realizing because of that one thing. And because you're allowing yourself to be like, well, there's literally nothing for me to do in my business this month. So I am going to crunch some more numbers and check in with the people necessary. And I'm going to live 
of my life. Your life hasn't stopped this year. And that's been so cool. You've been growing in so many ways and still moving the needle and making sure that your house is being built and your relationship is growing and your dog is fed and walked. And that's enough. And that's been like so cool. So I just want you to be able to like understand that. And anyone listening, if you're fed and your rent is paid and like aka you have a place to live right now because it's different everywhere, you're doing enough. You're you're mm-hmm. fine. Like you're breathing. We're good. And it's interesting because that's never been the case. And hopefully it isn't something that we have to know again. But just letting that be is really powerful. And you've done it in style, Sophie Girl. So We're going to discuss obstacles. What is like the number one obstacle that you faced in this time and what did it teach you? Gosh, I would say, well, in terms of physically building a space, the biggest obstacle has been like other people's timelines (laughs) don't match up with ours. So like having to deal with the delays and like nobody is going to care more about our timeline and about us opening than us. (laughs) Like the city doesn't care. Like they are just doing their job and they're going to get us our permits when they get us our permits. Like they don't care. So having to, to deal with the delays and the the tons of people that you have to work with to, to just get a piece of paper so that you can tear down some walls. So that has been a huge learning experience. But now I could probably tell you every single department that a permit has to go through <laughs> within the uh, city and who to talk to, their phone number. So I mean, that just overcoming that has just, I think I also... I have a lot of imposter syndrome. Like I don't feel we've talked about this and I've cried to you a lot about this, about not feeling equipped or knowledgeable enough to do this. And I mean, I admit it, I've never managed a bar before. So it's a lot of that. So doing a lot of things that I don't feel like I have enough enough experience to do, but I mean, like someone, someone has to do it. So like there was a reason that there was not a yoga studio dog bar in Nashville. And maybe I'm not the most experienced person to do it, but by the end of it, I will be. So I think just kind of like overcoming that. And also I'm really young in <laughs> to be doing this. So like my age also, I think I think about that a lot when I'm sending emails, when I'm dealing with city officials, when I'm emailing other businesses to meet up, I always think about that. Like, oh gosh, they're going to meet me and they're going to be like, wait, who you were the, you were on the other end of this email. Like you're this 20 something little girl. (laughs) Like, why are you talking to me? So that has been another like huge obstacle for me. And I knew that was going to be something that I would deal with continuously. I mean, it's just an inner dialogue that I have. Like that's not actually the narrative. I'm the queen of creating these narratives in my head, but I know that's not actually what these people are thinking. Like I, once I start talking about it and we get our idea out, like they know that I am well-intentioned and that I've done my research and hopefully that's how it comes off. But that has been a really hard thing for me to deal with. And I'm still still dealing with that. And I think I'll always uh, deal with that. I don't think I'll, you know, I don't think I'll get to a point where I'm like, wow, imposter syndrome's over. I am totally, <laughs> I am totally equipped and, um, and prepared for this. But that's been a, that's been a huge part of it. Okay. I, I do want to, I want to say 
to that. And I know we go through this all the time, but I, I experience it like the biggest entrepreneurs, the most successful celebrities, the people that everyone in the world looks up to is sitting there saying me, you mean me, Mm -hmm. even the ones who've done the work, who've enjoyed the journey, because what it comes down to is each new level has a new devil. It has a new story. It has probably multiple new stories, new doubts, new things to face. And that's why the journey is actually like the preparation process, right? Because it was so cool to watch you coach yourself through that, Soph, and saying, (laughs) this is how I feel, but also at the end of this, I'm going to be the most equipped to do this. And I I believe, like, if I could get one tattoo, I would get long game on my butt cheek. But if it was my other one, because it's all a long game, like, I will go to heaven and be like, all right, I did my best, you know, and, and that's like, that's the promise I keep to myself. And it's a long game getting there, right? Like we're not always going to feel fully equipped, but we are created worthy and overqualified when we decide that that's the truth. And Mm -hmm. so whoever's listening to this in the moments where I'm struggling in the moments, Sophie, when you're struggling, bring yourself back to that. I'm worthy of the blessings that come from this. I'm worthy of the journey that prepares me and I'm overqualified. That's what God says. Those are like three things, no matter what you are up against, it's a hard boss. It's a hard day. It's a hard business. Whatever it is, it's your truth, right? So remembering that is so important and understanding too that obstacles are going to be a part of the reality, just like miracles will. Without an obstacle, there's no such thing as a miracle. Without an obstacle, we don't get to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate. You're leaning in, Sophie. And I think you're learning a lot of new things. You're, you know, leaving one life and starting a whole new one. And you have committed so hard to this, which is so cool to see. And I would assume in that courage has taken on a new meaning. So what does courage mean to you now? Let's see. Courage now is just, I think it's it's going back to leaving like the box you've created for yourself. For me, like, yeah, my box was really cozy and it was really cushy and comfortable and practical, but, and you know, my dreams didn't fit into it anymore. So courage for me was stepping out of that box and, and creating something, something more, even if you don't have <laughs> the, the knowledge around it, even if you don't have the experience for it, like if it's a nagging feeling or something that just keeps eating at you, like you, and you have to go for it. Courage is just stepping outside of that box. And I mean, I know it's so much easier said than done. You know, so many things can go into that. Like you want a good support system and you want financial stability and there's all these things that you want before you can step out. But knowing that it will come and you'll have it, if you just make that leap, like you'll create it. That's it. I don't know. I feel like that was like so woo-woo. But but understanding too, some of the most beautiful parts come off as fluffy, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the parts that you thought would be most beautiful come out more hard Mm -hmm. and almost like removing the expectation of it, you know? But Mm -hmm. I love that. And I'm so proud of you for even vocalizing it in that way. I've never heard that. So Mm -hmm. from there then, what advice do you have for someone who wants to step outside of the box? Just start contacting anyone that you know that might be doing what you want to do. And I'm sure people have said that on here before too. Like I 
I just started researching like dog bars and really awesome yoga studios that that I followed on social media and and just started like reaching out to people trying to find their emails or DMing them on Instagram or um, finding articles or finding podcasts where the founders had um, had talked about it and just like learning how they did what I wanted to do and trying to find local ones as well like people that I could could really physically meet with and and just like kind of like setting up like informational interviews you know <laughs> like I just needed I just wanted to get not necessarily like to figure out like how to do it but like if it's really what I wanted to do just to learn more so yeah I mean that, I think that's the first step if there's something you really want to do to create a business just try to find people that are doing it and some of them won't ever answer you back <laughs> won't ever answer your emails but some of them will or you'll just come across things on your own and it's just going to give you more more knowledge around it and if you if it's really what you want to go for and then you might meet people that are that have a connection that can help you like for us it was just it was reaching out to a realtor to like see if there were any spaces like once we had decided and I had talked to a bunch of people and then he put us in touch with a lawyer and then he put us in touch with a builder and like there were just all these things that I would never have found if I hadn't just like started oh for sure and I you would be really surprised I love that you said some will respond some won't and like don't put the expectation on all of them to respond like if someone doesn't respond sometimes life is crazy but you'll be pretty shocked at what the power of dms and emails and calls actually is so go and find those people. And also one of my favorite pieces of advice to give people in that realm too is I only take advice from people who have what I want. Mm-hmm. Do not go and and ask that of someone and then like be discouraged if they don't have or live the life that you are looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Because we all, we're different, right? And so you went to the source, Sophie, and I bet that gave you so much insight and reality. Like it's crazy. Sometimes when you talk to business owners, they're like, this is the stuff that rocks. This is the stuff that sucks. It all comes. It's all good. And, and that really gives courage too. Yeah. And I would also say like, when you're doing that to be super authentic and on brand with yourself, like I, you know, my whole thing, like I've said from the beginning, like I joke, like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like when anybody, you know, is talking to me about this. And that's how I how I started all of those conversations in the beginning, because like, I knew I was insecure about it. And so I started a lot of like my emails of like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but I would love to just pick your brain. Like, I think that was like word for word an email that I sent <laughs> because the people on the other end are going to really appreciate that. Like if you're coming in and you're you are acting like you know everything like that's gonna do you no good because you don't know anything and that's what you're reaching out for to find out something and to move forward so that's something that I've learned to like just continuously like showing up really really authentic and just kind of like leaning into my insecurities like I know I'm really young and I probably am asking like a ton of stupid questions that I could google on my own but I would really love to hear it from you that is going to go a long way and it's going to make you feel better too like when they answer they know who they're talking to they know exactly where you're coming from they're going to appreciate that and you're going to have a much better productive conversation yep it's true and coming you know in whatever way you show up just what that shows is that you're teachable 
and the teachable are reachable. And I get like, I get a lot of DMs and I get some, you know, there are some that I get like a pool to respond to. And it's often the ones that are like, I don't know exactly what I want, but I know that I want something and I don't know how to get it. Can you help me? And then I'm like, probably because I've been there. Right. Mm -hmm. And it like, the teachable or reachable goes both ways, right? Like I was teachable and that helped me reach what I'm doing. So when you are and you're reaching out, it's it's this cool cyclical uh, cycle experience. And, and I think that's just really, really a perfect place to start. So good advice there. Now I want to know, how can we support you? Down Dog is under construction. You guys are going to be launching. You guys are going to be mega successful. I have no doubt. How can we contribute to that in this time, Sophie? Yeah, well, definitely follow us on social media. Even if you're not in Asheville, I mean, I like to think that I'm pretty creative on there. So, <laughs> and you'll see some cute pictures of dogs. Um, <laughs> so our <laughs> our Instagram is uh, Down Dog AVL, and that's us on Facebook as well. And then also, I mean, we're trying to think of some really fun, like outdoor, socially distanced classes and pop ups and events. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any ideas if there's anything cool going on in your city that fitness studios are doing or like partnerships that are happening like send me ideas <laughs> that would be super helpful just any anything creative that kind of goes along with yoga or dogs or beer is the helpful yeah. <laughs> love that in itself shows like the teachable or reachable so reach out to sophie reach out to Down Dog AVL and keep them on your radar because this is just the beginning. Thank you for being here, Sophie. We are so proud of you. 